0: Wait in the water, children, wait, wait in the water, water. God's to trouble the water.
1: Listening to the Tom Ficklin show on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Good morning, New Haven. Good morning, Connecticut. We are in the Tom Ficklin Morning Radio Show 103.5 WYBC. I'm Sean Hardy, stepping in today. Tom asked me to step in. I am humbled to step in today and serve as your morning host. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. January 15, 1929, August 4th, 1968, keeping the dream alive. And today our show was about keeping Dr. King's dream alive with the importance of education. For well, we know Dr. King had many quotes. One of his one of my favorite quotes is: I have decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. We salute the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King. And this morning, I have some of Connecticut's best. A New Haven's Finance online this morning to share with us the importance of education, keeping Dr. King Dream alive. I am so glad that every one of you, all of you, was able to join me this morning, stepping in for my longtime friend. Tom um, Ficklin. So, good morning, New Haven. We have several guests. We have Ms. Zimmer Lunkham from the Board of Education. We have Mr. David Abner of the Groundstone Foundation. We have Jesus spiritual the owner and founder of Soul to Cuba downtown. We have my BFF veteran educator, Dr. Jonathan Berryman of career High School. We have Ms. McGee, veteran educator in Connecticut. I believe we have Mr., my friend, Mr. Eli, who is the Board of Education. He is the chairman for the Education Department over at the Board of Aldermen. And so we're glad to have all of you. If I miss you, I love you too. I'm glad that you have jumped aboard. We have our good friend, Probate Judge Graves, who just retired. We salute him on this morning. Good morning to every one of you. Thank you for joining me.
0: How, how is everybody today? All right, so we're going I'm to. i All
1: right, so we're going to hear from Miss up, who is the supervisor, who's the director,
0: um, for uh,
1: the board of education for uh, community engagement, children involvement, all that stuff, youth development, uh, attendance, person and school suspension, and you name it, and she does it down at the board of education. And so, Miss Duncan, so glad you. Able to join us. What is your how can we do better by keeping Dr. King alive with the importance of education? We know that we have we have had a lot going on with the COVID, um, children suffering through the COVID, learning through remote learning. What do you have that can help us do better? what are some of the programs that you're offering this school year for the Board of Ed for our children?
2: Well, first of all, thank you so much, Sean, for inviting me on this day of memorial and um, reflection and honoring uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, As I think about um, your question, as I think about today and even reflecting with my five-year-old daughter, my four-year-old son is sort of interested in the conversation, but my five-year-old is all the way in. She's a student in New Haven Public Schools. But it reminds me of um, Dr. King's um, book, uh, Where Do We Go From Here? Chaos or community, and uh, I'm I'm choosing community because I believe that um, we are in a crisis situation right now in terms of attendance. We are seeing um, levels of chronic absenteeism that we have not seen before, and chronic absenteeism, you know, to clarify for our audience, doesn't mean that students are not coming to school, it means they're coming to school less than 90% of the time. So we have oh, students okay. who are chronically absent who are coming to school 89% or 87 And then we also have the severe uh, extreme cases. So I just want to clear that up because people think, well, you know, kids are just not here. They're here oftentimes, but not to the extent where we need them to be here for them okay. to be successful. And so to your question, what are we doing? We believe that it's super important for us to understand what are the student needs and what are the family needs. And as you know, our big push is reaching out to families and understanding that we are in a community where there have been a, a lots of stresses and strains. Yes, um, yes. And we need to understand how do we respond to the stresses and strains of those students as well as those families. If I have to put this one big thing um, that we are doing, it is to connect with families, understand what is happening with them, what are their needs, what's happening with our students and what are their needs and to respond appropriately to those needs. And so that's our big movement. We also know that it's important to Connect with our community partners. And so we are engaging yeah. in reaching out to multiple community partners, especially those who have indigenous relationships with our community, with our students and families. They're there, they're in the community, they understand our students. So we're gonna expand our work with community partners. We are in fact doing that right now um, to ensure that our partners are helping us because the, the schools simply cannot do it by themselves. Yes. I think we also have to make sure that we are continuously educating our families, especially our, our younger families, Sean, don't realize that missing this much days impacts students' reading. It begins okay. to impact their lives down the line. So we want to do more of that type of education. I'm putting, uh, meaning um, attendance education to our families. So I'm putting that in a nutshell, but I am, I'm using this day to really focus on Dr. King's message of yes, going yes. from uh, chaos to community and where are we going and how are we actually recognizing? Because the thing that we don't want to lose sight of is that we are a majority of uh, folks who, who come from our community, come from that Dr. Martin Luther King is so clear about. He doesn't mince his words when he talks about social injustices yes, and racial yes. biases and other kinds of biases. So I'm not gonna sweep that under the carpet as some of the issues that our families and schools are dealing with because Martin Luther King was front and center about it. And it's not throwing accusations at folks that's saying that there is a reality of dealing in our community of social injustices and, 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 and racial biases that we have to continue to recognize and deal with, but at the same time, expect to build the resilience of our com- community, the somebody that Dr. King talks about in that book. Yes. To remind us that we are somebody, we are connected and we can overcome. So if I have to jump off, I've said the majority of what I wanted to say today and good morning again to everybody who, who is on uh, the call.
0: Thank
1: you, Jim, of outstanding as always. And we are somebody. Don't let nobody think you are nobody. Don't let them count you. Out. I was in church yesterday and I heard that. Don't let them count you out. You're counted in. You're the fortunate and not the unfortunate. Ooh, I feel king spirit this morning, but the most of all, I feel... Feel God the spirit this morning. That's the the greatest king of all kings. And so we are grateful that we are celebrating the life and legacy through education of Dr. Martin Luther King. Thank you, Ms. Gemma, for joining us. I know you have a lot of programs out there in the way of Saturday Academy. I know you're starting your new Action King program. I'm trying to help you do something. What I'm trying to do, I don't know, but I'm I'm trying to get in there with you and try to make it successful as usual. Thank you. so much. I'm humbled that you was able to join us. 103.5 FM Tom Pippen Radio Show. You're tuned in to Sean W. Hardy, New Haven, Connecticut, and the City of New Haven Board of Education. I see Judge Clifton Graves. Thank you, Ms. D. Marshall, for joining us. I see you. Judge Graves, how can we improve um,
0: our education and keeping Dr. Dream alive? What more can we do? How are you this morning? Judge Graves I He's thought I muted. saw Judge Graves. muted. He's muted. Judge Graves is muted. Okay yeah. got to unmute. okay. All right, we'll get ba- we'll go back to Judge Graves. Dr. Jonathan Berriman. Good morning, Dr. Berryman. Hello, Dr.. I think you I'm muted.
1: Oh, you're unmuted now. All right, Judge Graves, we're going back unmuted. to you. What, good morning. What is your feel on keeping the dream alive of education,
3: First, let me thank you for this invite and commend everyone that's on on this uh, on
0: this call.
3: addressing of here's the thing: our challenge is just multifaceted. As I think as Jim alluded to, in terms of dealing with our children and our youth. And first and foremost we, as we doctor we can't honor Dr King and and those on, who, on even those who showed us he stood on without acknowledging the importance yeah, and significance I, I seen, I, as you know Sean when I was na the hearing the King's in person, in person and that's that's when I was in north carolina and even then as, 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 all these,
0: warning, like, as you can see it's right now the rain and the wind to let up by later today, still
3: there's that threat of roads giving way trees coming
0: down the because of message the,
3: the, the ground, message for us. The president the said that they are the looking was forward to distra- get, get the best education okay. that you can. Okay. And okay. forward
0: and positive. It. It's just the
3: best thing for
0: them to be like the like like like
3: 60s. Okay. You prepare yourself for the future. So now, if we fast forward to to, to this century, hey, challenges that I, our youth face, um, it's a tremendous it's a opportunity,
0: a burden on all I think the that I that I choose to
3: have, that I have, for so 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 so
0: so those the d a Education. Just,
3: just uh,
0: this is the, least,
3: which is the as, as we, the lack the lack of, the lack
0: of life?
4: I think you need to uh, go on mute. Uh,
3: we can we can uh, hear your that exists in our community. So we have to we have a, uh, again tremendous burden to 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 address. Terms of getting, instilling in our young people the importance of life, yes. importance of hope, and importance of, of of moving forward. But 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 it's, it's difficult. It's it's a, it's a tremendous challenge, and I, I and I have to believe Dr. King, while he may be smiling upon all uh, the, the achievements and accomplishments we have made uh, in since since his uh, doing since his death, for sure. But he has frowning upon the fact that we have let our children down in, in, in this country. As Langston Hughes said, America is not yet been, but yet must be. And that's the challenge we all face. We have to continue to fight and, and struggle to make America the land that it need, that it is promised to be to all of us, especially for our youth.
1: Yes, yes. Thank you, Judge Graves. I appreciate that because I know that you have a uh, great history uh, with Dr. King. Uh, I remember the story of you coming up as a child on that podium when he came to visit North Carolina. I believe I believe I'm a little bit right about that. All right, all right. And so I, yeah, so I try. I was trying to remember that this morning. I know you was a little boy and you wanted to do something else, but y'all was going to hear Dr. King that night. I think, yeah. I think you got the opportunity to shake his hand. I do believe that.
3: Yes, sir, I did, and I was my mom. I'm, I'm forever indebted to my mom and daddy for having the wisdom to take me to church on that Wednesday night to hear. Yes. The, the, be and uh he inspires me to this very day
1: thank you thank you judge grave Judge Graves just retired from probate judge but you know he's still active in the community professor yes, he does everything and i'm grateful to him and i'm grateful for our friendship thank you judge once again for joining us and, uh Thanks. Zooming in to 103.5 WNAC Tom Ficklin Radio Show, celebrating the life and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King with the importance of education. Dr. Jonathan Berryman, how are you
5: this morning? Good morning. I am well.
1: All right. Well, Dr. Berryman, everybody should know who Dr. Berryman is, but if you don't, you're about to find out. He's the maestro, as I see it, for the state of Connecticut it's- over there, career high school heritage. Corral organizer, my BFF, and I'm just so glad that Dr. Behrman found time out of his busy schedule on this day off on this Monday morning to give us his ideas on the importance of education and what we can do to further it through the life and legacy of dr. Martin Luther king Dr. Berryman.
5: Well, first of all, good morning I'm uh, delighted to see everyone this morning and delighted to share yeah. with you uh, uh, it's good really good to see you and to hear you
0: yeah. Yeah, Uh,
5: I don't take that for granted at this point in life. Um, But one of Dr. King's quotes that that continues to resonate within me is that the the true goal of education is is intelligence plus character. Yes. Uh, And as I really think about that and chronic absenteeism and getting students in the school, once students are in the building, we have to come to a better consensus of what it means to build intelligence and character. Gone are the days where we're just where, where students do things just because we say so. That's that's gone. Uh, we have to provide some real frameworks for what intelligence looks like, looks like and what character looks like. Yes, yes. Um, so constantly reevaluating why we're teaching what we're teaching and then making it accessible to students so they understand why it's valuable. I, I think, uh, so as an as a, as a educational practitioner, I, at this point in my life, am looking at what do we do with students once they're there? Do they feel like that, uh, what we're providing is relevant to them? Do they see themselves in what we're teaching? Do they see themselves in the building? Are we making our lessons engaging to them so that uh, regardless of uh, and and providing a variety of entry points into the information so that they can grasp it? Or are we with that old model, I got mine, you got to get yours and you do it by hook or crook. And so the the academic piece, that intelligence piece, we really do have to, we are now in 2022 going forward looking at all of the technological tools that we have and the jobs that are now available that didn't even exist 20 years ago uh, and some jobs that existed 20 years ago are now obsolete i don't know anybody looking for a typist you know there's some jobs that are gone Uh, and so so how are we preparing students to take their skill sets and to really engage in in what we now know as the modern world is important and then in terms of character you know uh, Character has to do with integrity. And integrity, first of all, has to do with knowing who you are and who you aren't and what to do about it. So how are we, how, I love the Castles model of social and emotional learning. How are we teaching self-awareness, self-management, social skills, relationship skills, responsible decision-making? What does that mean? What has that historically meant? And what does that mean for our students now? Because I would tell you Generation Z thinks differently than this Generation X person. And my ideas might be great, but my ideas might not meld with theirs. Uh, So I have to recognize that as a teacher, I'm coming from a certain perspective that is mine, but Hmm. I have to honor the perspective that is theirs. So once students come into our our buildings, uh, Gemma Joseph Lumpkin, are we doing things that are attractive? Are we doing things that are turning them off? So uh, on my side, I'm looking at we can make things better by still honoring Dr. King. Yes, the real point of education is intelligence plus character. But we have to be deliberate about what we mean by that and and, um, deliberate about planning, uh, curriculum, instruction and assessment that is attractive to our students so they understand how they fit into intelligence and character. Thank you, Dr. Behrman. You
1: told the story on that one. I'm so glad to hear from you and get everybody ideas. That is phenomenal. I'm so glad that you was able to join us. We're not to forget 103.5, Dr. Martin Luther King, the importance of education. I'm thinking about one of his famous quotes, another quote, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. Thank God that we are here. So much is going on in our families, in our world, in our community. But thank God that we are on the breathing post this morning. Thank God we are, we, we're over and not under. We're not at the funeral home this morning. We are in the land of the living. And I thank God today for life, health, and strength. Celebrating Dr. King, we have my friend, Miss D. Marshall, the veteran educator from Hill Central School. Give me some highlights on the importance of education and how you feel about it after being a veteran teacher for over 35 years here in the city of New Haven, Connecticut, Ms. D. Marshall.
6: Good morning to everyone and happy King Day as we call it. We have to remember that Dr. King said the purpose of education is to help kids to think intensively and critically. And one of the things I did, I focused this week on his life and some of his quotes that i wanted the kids to to know and dr king always said if you can't fly then run if you can't run then walk if you can't walk then crawl but whatever you do keep moving forward and that's what i want our kids to know that they can keep moving forward despite the obstacles that are before them in the 21st century I was just thinking nothing has really changed in terms of education and urban areas. We live in a city with one of the richest universities in the world. Our kids are still being miseducated. Our kids are still not receiving the resources they need to get a proper education. We still lack teachers of color that look like them in the schools. We still lack curriculums that are not forged towards our kids learning. We still lack people who are not actually coming into the schools and fighting with the soldiers in the classrooms to really see what's going on, to understand what real social and emotional development is of our kids. You can send something through an email, but if you're not there and participating and being actively involved, with the kids as educators, then you miss out. So I'm there, I'm in the field, have always been in the field, one-on-one with the kids. And it's a beautiful thing because social and emotional development of our kids is very detrimental at this point. And just... All they want is someone to listen to. Mm And I have always went beyond the curriculum and tried to create something for my children and my students of color. It is sad that we have social studies teachers that won't even mention his name, but see if we had people running in and out of these schools and actually knowing what's going on in classrooms and within the community. When 3.30 comes, people are gone. The parking lot is empty, but it's, the, it's those who are of us who are attached to the community that still try to work with our kids. So as we said, Dr. King said kids need to learn. People need to learn to think intensively and critically, and our kids can do it if they are given the right curriculum and teach, teachers, educators who are passionate, who are creative, and keep the kids engaged, not engaged in allowing them to be on their phones 24-7, but to actually read and write, articulate, and to learn the purpose and create and the creativity. Our kids are full of creativity, full of
1: it. It just has to be tapped. Thank you. It has to be tapped. Thank you, Ms. D. Marshall. I like that social piece because I'm a social person. I like bridging the gap between the school and community, you know, mm-hmm. uh, introducing the community to the students as well. I've done that, try to do that, um uh, for over two decades because a lot of times we don't know what's in our community or we know what's in our community but we've never been attached to them we've never been introduced to them so i really enjoy when i bring guests to vincent moral school which is now Morrill sheridan school because a lot of the kids that i'm running to running into later in life are coming back to me and say you know mr hardy i'm so glad that you taught us about this that and the other because if you hadn't brought their attention to us we would know nothing about them. And they're, sometimes there are our own people that live right here in New Haven. I enjoy bringing downtown, the board events to our school to read so the kids can know, well, who's the one making these changes? These are the people that's trying to make good changes. They're trying to do this, they're trying to do that. And I would like for them to come read to you and talk to you personally, one-on-one, because, you know, we, we know they're busy doing different things citywide and statewide, but it's good to see them face-to-face to know how they connect, with the community, how they can better get involved with the community. That is a very important piece, Ms. Marshall. Once again, I thank you for enlightening us on the importance of education through the life of the late Dr. Martin Luther King. Mr. David Adams, how are you this morning?
7: I am well, thank you.
1: Mr. Adams is my friend from the Groundstone Foundation. He is the CEO, he is the executive director I'm so glad that he took time out of his busy schedule to join us this morning. Mr. Adams, please give me your information, your feedback. What can we do better to improve the education in the honor of Dr. King's dream? Good
7: morning. Uh, Thank you. So I um, think about the fact that every successful civilization provides a, a system to prepare young people to be full productive citizens. And I think we have to really look at what has been done or, or not done to provide that support to our young people, because you cannot really fulfill fulfill your potential through the education system if you're not being provided with the resources and you're mm-hmm. not being provided with the environment within which to do that. And I think that, we, you know, Uh, As as Clifton Graves said earlier, you know, we have failed our children. We have not provided that support. We have not provided those resources. We don't provide even a thorough, accurate curriculum uh, and education to give young people a clear view of the world so that they can make good decisions and be prepared to function in the world. And, you know, when we look, when we drill down and look specifically in the state of Connecticut, um, we have a very faulty school financing system that does not provide the resources that all of our children need and that has to be addressed. And we are still you know lagging behind in terms of how thorough and accurate our curriculum is in terms of providing children with a very really clear view of the world. So there's a lot of work to be done. you know as D Marshall said, you know we do not have um, faculties, teachers that reflect the students that they are teaching. so there's just so much work that has to be done that we have to move on. And, and I just say, you know, Dr. King was someone who would not sit idly by while these problems were, were festering. Thank you. And and Mr. Adams, just briefly, could
1: you give us a little highlight on the Graustein Foundation?
7: Oh, sure. It's a family foundation that started in New Haven uh, by the Graustein family and has had a focus on education in some way, shape or form during its entire existence. Um, You know, and mostly because they not understood how much education made a difference for them uh, immigrating to this country in the late 1800s and being able to be successful and therefore have wanted to steer their resources to providing support for the whole community to take advantage of education and to provide an education system that works for everyone.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad that you was able to join us. 103.5 WYBC. Sean Hardy stepping in for my longtime friend, Mr. Tom Ficklin. It's an honor to have all of these distinguished guests on the show this morning, keeping Dr. King's dream alive with the importance of education. We've been celebrating Dr. King uh, last week, this week. Yesterday was the famous 53rd uh, anniversary of the Love March. Uh, Miss Cal Brown's celebration was last Sunday. Today, Dr. Boise Kimber and the uh, a Clergy Association is having something at 11 a.m. Different things are going on in the community to keep the dream alive, not just today, but every day. It's an ongoing thing, um, 103.5 FM, just to keep things alive, keeping it going. We want to keep his legacy going. We want to keep his truth going. We know he was a great educator. He believed in education. He believed in equal rights. He believed in everybody coming together. He was a faith-preaching man. And so we want to keep that going. We want to keep that same spirit going this morning on one hundred three. Point FN. We're so glad to be here this morning. Miss McGee. Is that my friend, Miss McGee? Hello. Hello, Miss McGee. Miss McGee is an educator in the state of Connecticut, and she's going to give us her input. Um, once again, how she feels about uh, the importance of education and Dr. King dream. Good morning, Miss McGee.
8: Good morning. So um I currently teach fourth grade. And I believe that keeping his spirit alive is super important. And the messages and the quotes should be integrated into our curriculum, not just for a month or just for February, because a lot of kids zone in on, oh, it's just Black History Month for one month. It should be an all-year teaching. Um, in my classroom, other we like to focus on the different quotes mm-hmm. and the meanings of his quotes and focus really on love and love for each other and no matter what, I love to say that we are all different. We come in to the classroom to learn together and all of us have different backgrounds. We all have different stories, but together, just like Martin Luther King said, you hold each other's hands and everyone is equal. We are all equal, we are human first. So um, teaching love, doing what is right, having kids stand up and speak up for what they believe in is super important in education, our curriculum needs a big update in the state and across the country. We don't um, put into the curriculum and target from different areas. We are focused on one thing, but we don't take into account the students' backgrounds, the social emotional needs of the students. We focus on it a half hour a day. That's that's not enough. The students need more than that. Um, so keeping his memory alive, letting the kids um, you know, really focus on him and other important Black figures, not just for a month, but integrating it into our curriculum all year long. Have, you know, have that accessible. And that should be in every school district. Every school district should be integrating this um, within the state and within our country. And that, hopefully that will change. In our nice.
1: Life. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. McGee. So it's great to have you on the show this morning. So nice to see you, to be yeah. with you. Really. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this morning. Keep Keeping Dr. King Dream Alive. My friend Mr. Eli, Chairman of the Board of Education, um, Education Department, the Board of Aldermen Education Department, my good friend Ward 7. Eli, what do you have to say this morning about keeping Dr. King Dream Alive? So glad to have you this morning.
4: Good morning, Sean. Thank you for good having morning. me. It's, uh, it's an honor to be with you all this yeah, morning. I, yeah. I just wanted to start by uh, saying thank you to all of our New Haven Public Schools educators and administrators who are on this call. It's uh, the work that, that we do, that you all do in, in our public schools every day is, is Dr. King's work of spreading light and love and, and truth and knowledge um, to our next generation, so thank you. Um, and then thank you to everybody um, on the call who is uh, involved in that work every day in our schools. Um, the message I, I wanted to share today is, is I think when I reflect on um, Dr. King's legacy, One is about solidarity and building community, and recognizing that it 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 truly takes a village to raise um, our kids, and we need, as um, you know, as Gemma was talking about, with um, the crisis that we're facing with chronic absenteeism and and you know test scores being lower than they have in the past. We really need to. It's got to be everybody in our in our city stepping up in city government, in our community, in our families, um, in our nonprofits, our, our local businesses. Just we got. We got to always be emphasizing to our young people and our families and parents the importance of education, the importance of making sure everybody is in school as many days as possible, um, and that we're, you know, we're all, we're also expanding the programs that we offer. We, we know that um, we we need more summer enrichment, we need more after-school programs, um, we need more tutoring. We also just we need more teachers in the classroom, um, and, and you know, I think that uh, folks earlier were talking about the. The gaps that exist in our state, and um, if you are in our our schools every day right now, we know that um, we have, you know, dozens of of teacher positions that are vacant right now, and we know that's that's not something that uh, that exists so much in, in other towns around the state. That's something that exists here in New Haven that we have to struggle with, and, and that and that affects our children. Um, so we got to work together to make sure that we're you know working in solidarity to solidarity to to fix those problems. And the other thing I wanted to say is, I think one of the most amazing things about Dr. King um, is the way that he understood the interconnectedness of, of all the injustices that we yeah, face. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he didn't just focus on, on one issue. he understood that issues of housing, of, of jobs, of, of labor power um, all came together to impact our communities. And you know, the, the challenges that we're facing in our schools, they have their roots. Um, in In challenges that have existed in our communities for decades with you know families facing homelessness or eviction, you know how, how are you supposed to uh, make sure that your kids in school every single day if, if you're dealing with challenges like that? or how are you um, you know supposed to help your kid with their homework if you're working three jobs just to try to you know keep the heat on um, in the winter? So I think we we just need to keep uh, remembering how interconnected all these issues are and work together. Um, as a village, as a community, uh, to lift up our, our youth, our children, because uh, they are our future. And, um, you know, we need to, to carry on Dr. King's legacy by um, working together and for our kids, um, because, you know, the, the future of New Haven is bright, um, but we got to make sure that, uh, that our kids are, are here and um, they want to stay in our city long term because they yeah. believe it's a place of opportunity. Um, so um, I think that uh, it's great to see everybody on this call this morning talking about uh, Dr. King's legacy, understanding the importance of these issues and, and working together, because uh, I believe that, you know, that's how that's how we get good things done um, in our city. So thank you, Sean, for having me on. It's uh, great to be with you all this morning.
1: Oh, Eli, thank you. And I'm so glad that you're coming over to read to my students uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks. We're trying to I'm get it. I'm very together. excited. I'm excited that you are coming over to bring that community love into Morrill Sheridan School in New Haven, Connecticut. We are celebrating this morning. Dr. Martin Luther King's dream, the importance of education. Thank God for life this morning that we're able to see each other. We're able to talk to each other. We're able to hear each other. That is the greatest blessing of all. I believe I have my friend, Mr. Jesus Perto. Who is the CEO, the founder of Soda Cuba downtown? Let me tell you something. If you haven't been to Soda Cuba, get on down on that. They sure have some good oxtails. I'm kind of sad that they're not <laughs> open this morning in honor of Dr. King's birthday, but I guess I have to try it tomorrow, Jesus. Jesus, hey what can we do to keep the importance of education alive in honor of Dr. King's dream? Good morning.
9: Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Uh, good morning from Castellon, Spain. And Not- I'm uh, heading heading westward, wow. westwardly, on my way back from oh. Pakistan and Sri Lanka.
3: Wow! Well, thank uh, you for
9: where said. I've been invited to, in Pakistan to consider opening Soda Cubas there. Uh, tremendous opportunities for us for our growth. Uh, the op- and you know what? If it wasn't for Dr. King, I'm sure I can. I, I really don't know that Soda Cuba would exist at ten years old uh freedom is an expensive thing i didn't understand that and all i could do as a young child was try to figure out what does he mean by that and that really led me into entrepreneurship that was my that was my seed that quote freedom is an expensive thing and that is what uh the entrepreneurial path has uh uh, and especially obviously in the restaurant world has helped me to realize how important um, our work is in adult education, because we're helping uh, young people who come in with a uh, uh, basic education skills for the most part and giving them a path to become good citizenships, good citizens through uh, um, problem solving skills, training management, leadership training, you know, uh, and we have, you know, have, done this now. Soda Cuba is 18 years old, but I've done this at, at the other locations and not just in New Haven as well. Uh, but also through when we had a restaurant in Hawaii, we did uh, travel exchanges and we let our young people from the Hawaii location come to New Haven, which was a big deal for them. Yeah, and we also yeah. had took uh, our, our, our folks from New Haven to go over to Honolulu and spend a couple of weeks. And this was huge, uh, eye-opening experiences. And I hope that, uh, you know, when, when uh, Mr. Adams spoke about earlier, uh, this pathway to good citizenship, yes. uh, edu- education, is, you know, travel is, is huge, right? Travel is huge in, in, as a component of, of being a good citizen, knowing not only who you, who you are, what you come from, but your place in the global world. You know, that's really important. And I think for, for New Haven uh, to, you know, to be, continue to to be a prominent, hold a prominent place on the map, as the New York Times just reported, one of the top 52 places in the world to, to visit uh, because of the cultural experiences. But, but for to be able to hold that, uh, we're going to have to find ways to get our kids more uh, travel exposure as well.
1: Wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate that. Enjoy. Congratulations on being uh, it's an honor pain, to be here with everybody it.
9: here Thank you
1: Yeah, I'm just so glad that you was able to zoom in for Spam I'm just so honored, little old yes. hearty is honored this morning I'm just so humble I don't know what in the I feel like running sorry. this morning Thank you so much <laughs> for taking time off <laughs> your schedule I'm going to run right on down to the Soul of Cuba On tomorrow In honor of Dr. <laughs> King's I'll birthday. see you there tomorrow
9: evening I'll, I'll be there tomorrow evening
1: Okay, but I'm on my way All right we are 103 right. FM right. this morning, keeping Dr. Thanks, King's everybody. dream alive. Thank you. I feel King's spirit in the room. I feel them all over me this morning. This is what he will want us to do. And most of all, thank God that we are able uh, to fellowship this morning in the life of legacy of Dr. King. Ms. Lumpkin, are you still online? Ms. Gemma?
2: Hey, yes, I am. I've definitely right, my microphone. Gemma. Now needed. listen,
1: Ms. Gemma, um, we heard the report of all these fascinating, I'm just so honored, thank God, that we have all these wonderful guests on this show. Give us a little bit of insight, a little more highlight on furthering uh, social skills that we're trying to do in the district. Name some of those act- activities that's going on, like the Saturday Academy, uh, the absentee program, all that good stuff.
2: Yeah. So yes, we've expanding our after school programs. We've included Saturday Academy. We're running spring uh success academies during April when we're closed um okay. for the regular school. We've expanded uh our summer programming. Um critically, we are expanding our family and uh uh student outreach. Um I loved that, you know, to hear um Miss Marshall talk about um Engaging students in a way where they have a sense of belonging. I think that is it is so critical for students to see themselves in the work. Uh, Dr. Behrman also expressed that as well. Um so you know, my end of the work is family, community, um, the after-school programming and the conversations that I that we have every day is exactly the things that um miss marshall and um and john berryman who are on the front lines every day talking to kids are talking um are talking about i, I just this saturday sent out a message to all the principals saying now is it time to get those field trips going let's yeah. get the kids to go whale watching uh that's at the new england aquarium it's an awesome experience let's take them down to the museum of natural history um let's we have um a, a wonderful zoo that actually can match the Bronx, except it's smaller. the uh, The uh, John um, the Zoo in Providence. I had to name somebody to remind remind that for me. But um, uh, the Roger Williams Zoo. My five year old is coming in. You can hear her um, in the background now. But the but the point is to get our students uh, engaged in ways that they feel connected to the work. They feel excited about the work. Mr. Berman cannot have said it better. Our students need to connect in a way that that is relational. They need to have a relationship, yes. not just with the teacher, but with the work in front of them. Yes. And so we're working very hard to um, bring that message in to to every single classroom. We're we're doing well, but as um, the gentleman from Graustein Foundation, um, Mr. Adams, I believe yes. said that. Yes. We are not doing enough. And honestly, I, I may not sound like it sometimes, some of those of you who've been on this call, we need the external pressures to help us to rethink ourselves and to yes. look at ourselves <laughs> and to and to make important shifts that we might not have made had those external pressures not been at the table. So I personally welcome those pressures to those pressures um and 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 feedback from the community to help me and to help our team think of how we can do better because as um you know as administrators uh, we don't have all, all of the answers um, and so folks like uh Ms. McGee um uh, it was so awesome to you know hear you talk about your values around I, I, I this is the best i can do with this you know to talk about your values around educating our students yes, across yes. the spectrum and um I, I just want to say to Mr. S- um, Sabin as well, Sabah Sabin, I'm sorry Eli, um, I greatly appreciate your um, discussion around coming together in solidarity and yeah. working together. Listen, we have, and I, I'm, I'm announcing this today and I'm probably going to get in trouble, but you know, we're entering into the final 90 days of school. We should all be talking about the 90-day challenge How can we all come together as a community to make every day over the next 90 days count? We have 180 days where we're, you know, we are on the, the track, we're on the path to wrapping, winding down the school year. Let's all figure out what can we bring to the table, each of us. To make the next 90 days the most important days that can matter in a student's life and so i'm saying that today we're putting that 90 day challenge out there for folks to come call miss marshall i know mr eli you're going out to the schools mr bearman i know you've already got your plan Ms. mcgee but what can we all do uh, i'm looking forward to the judge coming in we miss you um judge you know we're still we're going to engage you as a mentor we need success mentors like yourself to come in one day a week one day a month whatever you can give in the next 90 days to get our kids there let's come together in solidarity for the 90-day challenge for our students and i'm announcing that here today for the first
1: time all right all right for the 90-day challenge i'm so glad to have everyone on board the ship this morning Keep keeping Dr. King' dream alive. Judge Graves is phenomenal about going to schools. Every year, I've invited him for over 20 years. He never said no. He even Zoomed in. So he is a phenomenal community um, activist. I'm so glad to be a part of his life and friendship. And my friend, Mr. Adams, is coming over to share Sheridan school in a couple of weeks. So we have a lot of things that's going on. We're going to try to keep it positive to bring our wonderful students Together it's to enhance me for me as a little bit older than the students, to enhance me to go further as well, miss Jim lumpkin and I know we'll be working even closer together. And as I always say, I know you're not forgetting my Hardy. So glad to have all of you this morning. We're about to be closing out soon on the legacy, the legacy of Dr. King. Dr. Jonathan bearman what more can we add? to this wonderful importance of education. What can we ask socially? You know, it would be nice if you would organize a youth gospel chorus. Woo, New Haven, public school, youth choir. Get on with it, Hardy. Go ahead and tear it up this morning. About to get, if you bring some of your some more of your wonderful talent, start a gospel chorus, a youth choir ensemble. What do you think about that, Dr. Barrett?
5: Well, now that the world is opening back up and people are coming together to sing and to, uh, in, uh, to be together in groups again, uh, I, you know, choirs were the, are, I'll say they're the, they're the original productive gang, right? Mm-hmm. You have a lot of people who get together to produce a positive result. Um, so I'm all for that. Uh, and as Eli said, it, it, this coming together as community is essential. Yes. That uh, uh, you can't just be intelligent by yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. You, you have to have other, it, it is the input of other people who help us shape our ideas. King, King, we know King the man, but he had a crew of people around him. He had great ideas, but I'm sure he, he test drove them with other people, right? Uh, who, uh, so this, even as we are sitting here today, we, we are a community. And I think, uh, as, doc, as, as Mr. Adams said, we, we need more focus on um, this idea of, of shaping our youth into productive adults. At this point in 2022 and beyond, we need to know from the community what that means. From Jesus Puerto, what does that mean for, for what you're looking for in the restaurant world, in the business world? <clears throat> What does that mean for what we're looking for in, in uh, the rest of the business world and in the professional world? Uh, what does that mean for the New Haven community specifically? If we, if our children are to stay here, uh, uh, what do we as a community need to do to support that? In terms of jobs, in terms of activities, is it going to be a mass choir that keeps people here? It might be. It uh, might be. It, that might be, you know, building these opportunities for people to socialize, building these opportunities for people to become uh, financially proficient and socially proficient so that they can be employed uh, throughout the the long term. I think all of those are community discussions that need to be had. How do we see a great new haven?
9: Yes. If I may jump in, you know, there, there I, I can almost guarantee you that the uh, kids in Cuba have never s- experienced a live, uh, children's gospel, American children's gospel choir. Oh so imagine that oh being a cultural oh, exchange, oh a trip down to be able to, to, to visit their, their young cousins, you know, there, you know, and these kids being able to get together, see each other as cousins yeah. as kin, uh, and then start building those future bridges.
2: I'm willing to put forward some funds that we may have from the Fed, some extra dollars that are, that um, we may have available to help get that started.
1: Yeah. Now, Mister Hardy can't sing now, but I'll do. That would be amazing. I'll do my part. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't sing. I can't sing nothing, but I will do my part any way I can to try um, to assist. thank all of you. This is wonderful. It's awesome show this morning. Hi. I'm so glad that all of you was able to sh- turn up. Yes, Ms. D. Marshall. I'd like
6: to add in April, um, Hill Central, we're bringing back our uh, spoken word, our poetry slam, which at one time uh, was attended by Kwame Alexander, one of our lead uh, African-American writers today, uh, because the spoken word is, is very important for our students. And you have to remember in this two years, three years of a pandemic, poetry is new to our kids because they have not been exposed uh, to poetry, and we have to learn to expose our younger children to the spoken word. So we had someone from Aaron Jafaris, a well-known uh, person in the community, one of my former students, uh, and he sent someone over. So that's something that we're going to be doing within that 90 days is our uh, annual poetry slam. And I invite all of you to participate, adding to uh, the choir the poetry a group of spoken word poets can also go to cuba and can you imagine that verbal spoken word camaraderie coming together with children yeah, who cool. are in
1: thank you i appreciate it. we have one minute left we just want we want you to join us on friday myself cedric robinson miss uh, melanie gallagher miss d marshall leslie plato the president of the teacher union dr Jonathan baron we're hosting a social gathering, New Year's social gathering at the Kew River, new restaurant at 3 Clifton Street off Puttipiak Avenue Friday, bringing the educators together, that community involvement to talk about one of the wonderful things, uh, information that we discussed on today. I'm so glad that you was able to join me stepping in, stepping in for Tom Ficklin this morning, 103, in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. with the importance of education, Keeping the dream alive. I love all of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Outstanding uh guest this morning. I appreciate all of you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Look forward to following
9: up. Everyone. Take, care. To following up everyone. Take care. All right. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.
7: Safe travel. Way way care, thank you. Take care everyone. Thank you,
9: all
0: right.
7: Way way
0: way in way. The water man has gone to trouble The water, I don't you wait in The, water? Away. In the water. to wait